Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Go Blue Players with J&J. You're listening to Jared Bunch and Jamie Morris, your former Michigan Wolverine podcasters, bringing you reviews, opinions, and locker room chatter. And a happy day it is again because our Michigan Wolverines have started started off this 2016 season off at 8-0 with another victory over the Sparty Spartans. Our little brothers, Michigan State Spartans, have gone down another big win for our Michigan Wolverines. The game didn't start off as I hoped though, making me feel a little bit frightened on this Halloween weekend, but the Paul Bunyan Trophy is back in Ann Arbor. And once again, I must encourage you all fans who listen to us, please subscribe to the Go Blue Players with J&J on iTunes. And if you haven't become a follower on blogtalkradio.com, please visit blogtalkradio.com slash Go Blue Players to become a follower and receive updates to the podcast and information on how to receive exclusive autograph gifts and tickets to the games. And when you are a subscriber on iTunes, when you're a subscriber on iTunes, you receive notifications when new podcasts are released. And without further ado, let me bring in my co-host, Former running back mate at Michigan, the one and only James Morris. Oh, Jamie. Hey, Jared, what's going on? Hey, Great day yesterday. Great day. It was, uh, the, you know, you would expect to be a little cold and rainy and everything like that in October. No, sunny day, 68 degrees, and it was a nice day. And yeah, like you said, we started out a little shaky. You know, they went right down the field on us, running the ball, scored the first touchdown. I did anticipate that, that they would score what? first, going through an emotional, going through that emotional roller coaster, as you know. But uh, after we settled in, our offense came on the field, and their defense couldn't stop our offense. You, you expected that? You expected that first? The, I'm telling you, watching the game and the first drive and, and how Michigan State played like an old Michigan team, which they ran the ball, they lined up almost in the same formation almost every play and ran the ball, 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 run left, run right. And they were picking up, I mean, I think they came out trying to set a, uh, you know, make a statement. And, and I was nervous. Uh, uh, you, well, tell me, you, you tell me that you, you were anticipating that? I was. It was a team. They, they were going to come out. It's a desperate team. Plus, it's a rivalry game. I mean, you could throw all the records out the window. You know all you know all the sayings. I don't have to tell you all the sayings. Yeah. But it is a rivalry game. Yeah. Who did? Did you, team, did you come? Who'd you come? Who'd you watch the game with? I went through the game with Lorenzo White. 
Oh, and uh, it was an incredible experience. And I, I got to thank him again for all of his hospitality. And I'm sure he's going to catch holy hell from a lot of people because he did tell me to wear my colors and I wore my colors and he was walking around in his green, his green and white sweatsuit. And I was walking around in my uh, amazing blue sweatsuit. So um, let's just say I was in the Letterman's Club, Jared, in their stadium, beautiful stadium. And I was the only person there wearing the amazing blue. Let's just say that. Oh, and if okay. I didn't say right. I was, I'm with him, we'd be in a little trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, 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 um, it, it ended on a good note for us. That's, let's just say that. And, and we're going to talk about all of those things and some of the nervous parts of, of what I saw on Saturday and some of the things that made me really happy to see. So, when we come back from the break, it is the Way I See It segment and the Michigan versus Michigan State game in review. Fans, subscribe to the Go Blue Players with J&J on iTunes if you haven't already. And if you haven't become a follower on the blogtalkradio.com, become one to win exclusive autograph gifts and tickets to the game. So- this is Ward Manuel, athletic director at the University of Michigan. You're listening to Go Blue Players with J and J. Welcome back. In the way I see it segment, we'll provide our analysis on the team from a former teammate of Jim Harbaugh's point of view. And I guess, Jamie, since you you watched the game with uh, Lorenzo White, you can probably give uh, some insight on on how Lorenzo was feeling what during the game, uh, a game like this anyway. And, and especially, how does he feel? Like it, it obviously, Michigan State is on a you know on a rebounding year or something there. They, they have not won a game in the big 10. And after last year, having a pretty good successful and a pretty successful run over the last, you know, five, 10 years. How's Lorenzo well, feeling? I think he, he feels uh, a lot like, um, like, like we would have a couple years ago. I think he's, he, but he's not panicking. He's a, he's a, um, He's a a former player who's not panicking. He's a former player that knows that this coach can get it turned around. Um, Frustrated with the quarterbacks, the the, uh, revolving door of quarterbacks that we've been been going through, that they've been going through, excuse me. And um, I think he's just looking forward to next year, I think. Uh, they have some young people that they feel that that can get the job done. They're very disappointed in their seniors that just – They've been, I guess they come in and they've uh, uh, become complacent. They don't remember how hard it, they had to work to get to where they were and where the uh, guys before them. Uh, so disappointed and upset, but um, they're confident that their coach can bring them back. Um, coach D'Antonio will bring them back and get them back to the form that where, where they work so hard to get to become an elite program. Well, they they have they 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 have in the last number of years they they've definitely especially when 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 you were playing and Lorenzo were playing, I think there was a big difference between Michigan and Michigan State. Um, as of lately, in the last you know last decade, that that difference has changed, and um, it showed a little. You know, it's it shows over the years. I mean, it's clearly there are some uh, similarities between over the decades between Michigan and Michigan State and the game, the teams that they've had and the teams that they have now. So it's going to be, uh, but personally, I don't, I don't, so what? 
<laughs> they, yeah, I feel the same way you do. I don't you know, care. They, yes, they didn't his care. Pain, his pain was my happiness. Yeah, Let's exactly. That. You know, because last year, and um, that last play of the game last year was, oh my my goodness. I mean, but this year's last play of the game. I mean, <laughs> another. So I guess you. you you have to end all games on, on a big play because uh, just, you know, that two point conversion that they go for, why is actually what I mean, what's the purpose of going for two points at that, at that point, James? Well, it was explained that he wanted to make it look like it was a lot closer than what it was. So that's why he went for two and uh, it backfired on him. And I think he regrets that now. Yeah. Well, uh, well, there you go. So uh, overall, the game, I mean, I, I say it started off shaky um, from where I was sitting. It, it it started off reminding me of, of I think I mentioned this last week, where my senior year, we were number one, Michigan, number one, playing at home against Michigan State, coming in un, unranked. And they didn't give us any type of respect. And they they came and gave it, they ended up winning the game. I, I, it was controversial uh, how they won the game. Um, but this week in this first first drive that they they came out and, and threw the ball maybe once or twice and just ran each play left right straight down the field and it was like a team that was like we're going to show you we're not afraid of you and the defense looked to me like oh my like like no other team has looked against this defense and that's the first drive and I'm like oh no here we go again well as i said uh, this you, you, I anticipated some of this. Uh, not that I'm a fortune teller, but I knew that they there would be an emotional ride for Michigan State. Uh, they knew they in their minds know how to beat Michigan and have beaten Michigan, and they're in the heads of the Michigan football players. Well, let's start off talking about the overall game uh, offense uh, uh, from our offense in Michigan. Uh, they went back to that. Um, plethora of running backs not just having one person be the the runner and and and, you know and it showed with uh four players rushing for you know a combined good game but nobody really had over 60 yards rushing right well that's what i was talking about well we i anticipated not that i'm a fortune teller but i anticipated michigan state to come out and try to run the ball against michigan uh, it has been done. So they came out and tried to pound the ball into Michigan. It worked in the first quarter, the first couple of uh, series. It did work. Uh, you can see that LJ Scott was was moving the ball on on the on the defense. He was probably the the, the main guy to move the ball. Um, but overall, no question, you knew the defense. You know, let me say something. Um, one thing I did notice on this game that I haven't seen in, in previous games, there was a, a number of missed tackles. And I don't know if um, if that goes from uh, how good of a back L. Scott was uh, or was it just uh, someone trying to put lay some heavy wood and not fundamental tackling. But um, Scott rushed for over 100 yards uh, on, on from Michigan State side. From Michigan side, I mean, we are our leading rusher is fifty three yards. I mean, we we had um, a couple people in the forty yards, but um, McDoom, who is a receiver uh, and really picked up all of his yards on on that that jet sweep or, or you know a few mm-hmm. times, yeah. had fifty three yards. But Higdon had forty four. Um, 
Devion had, you know, 40, you know, I mean, nobody really, and last week they really, um, we, we, we had Devion running, you know, like 18, close to 20 car- uh, carries this week. Nobody came close, but we had, we used, still used three or four. There was a concerted effort from Michigan State side to stop the run and make Michigan and make Michigan pass. But I mean, you you force them to do what Michigan State's weakness is, and that's to play the pass. And Michigan State is definitely not a team that can stop the pass. And you could see that in in um, in the throws that Wilton Spate did. I mean, we, we I mean, really, the star of this game, and I'm sorry to say, this guy is coming to his own as Wilton Spate. I mean, they baited Wilton Spate to throw the ball and be careful what you ask for because he just burnt them countless times. Uh, and really, if Michigan just stayed with the, with, with, in passing the ball, they could have won this game easily. I think going away, but showing our toughness, uh, knowing Coach Harbaugh, we wanted to show that we can run the ball on them, so we were going to force the run on them. I would have taken the ball like we did against uh, Central Florida, um and gone over their heads every time and it, we we could have just gone over them all day long but we did try to you know show our toughness show that we run the state and we tried to run the ball Jared football has changed you take what the defense gives you and the defense dictated throw the ball we should have thrown the ball a little bit more and uh really distance ourselves from this from that team we we pretty much let them back into the game by going a little more conservative in the second half, just my opinion. Yeah, yeah, but you know, we've we've discussed this throughout the year, and I think that one thing that's been uh, consistent is that anytime a, a big play is needed through that that passing game, Darbo is showing up, and <laughs> he, a, you know, eight receptions for 165 yards against a, a Michigan State team that that we've is a big rivalry game. Um, again, he showed up and, and put up big numbers, but once again, is a, a, a stud that, that made big play, made a big play when it's needed. So our passing game, I, I, I I'm 100% with you when you, you start talking about how Spade is becoming that, that player that, uh, is, is becoming really an outstanding, outstanding leader on that offense. Um, because they, they are, they are, when it's, when a pass is needed, I think everybody's become very confident that he's going to make it. No, you're right. And he's going to, and he's, and he's that confident that he's going to make that play. So it's not that Michigan, the Michigan uh, offense got bogged down. It's that the Michigan offense tried to force the issue on the running game. Like you, like you were saying, I think coach Harbaugh wanted to run the ball on Michigan state, like everybody else did before them. But I think Michigan State made a concerted effort to stop the run. And we tried to force the run. Again, my, just my, in my opinion, my honest opinion, we should have take, taken what the defense gave us and uh, shredded this team. But instead, we tried to, we, I don't know if we tried to punish this team or not, but we tried to, you know, push Push it, push a square peg in a round hole, and kept trying to do it. And they were running run, run blitzes and and all kinds of things, trying to get to Wilton Spade. As you could see, he was cool, cool as a cucumber, throwing that ball, taking the hits, and completing the passes. He was, and 
you when you look at uh, Spate on the sidelines, standing up against next to Harbaugh, he's a big man. Spate is a he big is a man. Tall man. Six yeah, six. He, yeah, he looks looks like he's and there on TV. They kept on making the comparison of um, Spate and uh, um, the quarterback from Pittsburgh. Um, uh, what's his uh, name from Kent State? From Kent Marino? State. No, from Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Now from Penn State. Uh, no, from Kent oh, State. Oh, Ben Ben Roethlisberger. 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 Yes. They love him. They, they, that's what everybody. He's a poor man's Ben Roethlisberger. That's what they say. Uh, yeah. Well, he's a he's a big guy that stands inside there, and I mean, when you look at him standing next to Harbaugh and looking down at him, it's a picture. <laughs> it's a picture because 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 Harbaugh's not a little guy. No, he's not. He's six foot four himself. Yeah. So um, let's talk about this defense, though. Uh, uh, a stellar game, or uh, did we learn something? That is there something that needs to be worked on? I think we learned something. I th- I think we we learned that in in rivalry games people are going to bring it to us. They're not going to they're not going to shy away. I think their their offensive line came at us. I think their offensive line was able to bo- block our front front four for a while, but I I think we finally cured that and we got to their quarterbacks as you could see quarterbacks were rotating like that through like like a um like a fireman in in a uh in a firestorm. I mean they 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 were switching quarterbacks every every ten minutes. It looked like it, but to me, I think um, we we we've got things to get done. Um, I mean, we we have Maryland coming in. We have to travel to Iowa. We have Indiana uh, at home, and then we have the um, the uh, the game coming up after that. But that being said, that gives us that gives us four weeks. We have four weeks of football. Did we get exposed? No. These things can be fixed. We're gonna to have to sure up the run. We're gonna to have to have our linebackers back up our our um, defensive linemen. We're gonna to have to have our secondary do their job in run ta- in tackling in runs. Uh, there were some few. There were a lot of missed tackles, as you pointed out earlier. There was a lot of missed tackles on running backs, and guys have got to get down, get low, and make and and sure up their tackling because they 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 were whiffing a lot at that at this game. Now I put a lot on this as a rivalry game. But if I see this next week, I'm going to be really upset. Yeah. And you want to know something that we have not been talking about as much in the last few games that we, as, as we did early on. And that's this defensive front, the defensive line. Um, what's happened, man? I mean, before, this was where we always thought that this was their strength. Wor- Wormley, I mean, is still great, great player. But um, it's like uh, sometimes. He, does, is it we're just missing it? Is he not? Is he just missing um, getting a big play, uh, or is you no? Know, because Glasgow did come up with a a, a play. Char, Taco Charlton came up with some plays, but it wasn't like a consistent basis that this front four was taking over the game. And I think when they don't take over the game, things like the first drive happen. That I, and that is why I think it's so important that. Um, we start talking or, or, or that front line, our defense line with Warmly, um, Monier, Glasgow, Charlton, uh, even uh, the, the, the young freshman, Gary, 
starts, you know, we, that was, that was supposed to be the, you know, the, the uh, strength of this team in the last couple of weeks. I haven't heard a lot, not to say that they have disappeared, but when it's time for a, a big game like this, where you have to determine who's going to be the one laying down the law, who's going to control the line of scrimmage. This game, I can't say who, you know, who did. And that's a very important. We start, yeah, especially when we start going against teams like Ohio State and teams that really run the ball. As, as I said, as I said, Jared, I get what you're saying. I see what you've been seeing. Overall, this defense has held up. It's the, it's the number one. It's the number one defense in the country, and it's played that way against the opponents that it's played. But when you play a rivalry game and you play uh, an upscale team and even even Michigan State, I mean, we can't take that for granted. They were going to bring everything they had because they had everything to gain. We had nothing to lose. We had everything to lose and they had everything to gain. And you play you could be playing a way of not to lose. Not that I'm saying that they they did play that way. What I'm saying is, is that they got punched in the mouth. They've only been punched in the mouth one time, and that was against Colorado if we go way back, okay? So we got punched in the mouth. Wisconsin kind of gave us a, a tussle, but we dominated Wisconsin if you look at that game. But like you said, we, we played. We played against our, one, of our, one of our rivals, and, you know, it was evenly matched to a point where we won, we won the match, but, you know, it's left us with some question yes. marks too. And, and so we'll be having a lot of question marks in the future. And I understand your, what you're saying. You're not sure. You're, you're like, wait a minute. Did we get dominated or didn't we get dominated? We won the game, but we let them back in the game. I get it. But here's the thing. We won the game. We dominated between the second and the end of and the middle of the fourth quarter. We did allow them to get back into the game for whatever reason. Uh, you hope it doesn't happen again. You hope this defense brings the 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 veracity they brought all season long, and and that's what we're that's what we're looking forward to. That's what we've been accustomed to. So as we keep playing the opponents that we play, the intensity level is going to go up. And now there's film to show how to be how to how to get to Michigan, and that's running the ball in the middle of the field. That's yeah. And I don't want to sound like um, I'm down on the team. And I think I think this, the way I'm talking about this team, comes from you know that Bo Schembechler type of 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 mentality, where winning wasn't good enough. It's how you won, you know. And yeah, mm -hmm. and I think man, this is it's the best team. It's the best defense in the nation, and we still complain. I'm still complaining. <laughs> I'm still, I still, you want more from it. You're expecting more from it. That's what right. you're saying. And I get it. It's against Michigan state. You want to, you wanted to punish Michigan state for last year. That's... You wanted to punish Michigan state for the last yes. seven years. I get it. Yes. Yes. That's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly it. But take, let's just take the win and let's walk away and let's, let's, hey, let's look forward to a Maryland team that's coming in here and going to be hungry for, for victory here in Ann Arbor that got one two years yes. ago. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that. But before we go to Maryland, one last thing to talk about, which we've been talking about every week, and that is the play of Julius Peppers. And 
Jabril Peppers. <laughs> did I say Julius Peppers? <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, <laughs> my man. My well, that is this that because this guy is such a uh, uh, because he's such a player. I mean, you, you look at him as already somebody that's on the next level. And I've said this before. I don't know. You, you, have I changed your mind yet that he's he's now a considered uh, uh, one of the in, in the top three, top four for Heisman? Yes or no? You said um, that you already answered it. He is a he, he. He. Let me say this. He is a number four candidate. He will make his way to. New York City. He will he will sit with the eventual Heisman Trophy winners, but will he win the Heisman Trophy? He's got four games to show America that he can score points from a defense and an offensive side of did Michigan. He, didn't he do that I mean, this game? He is. A, he showed glimpses. He did, and I and, and I'll give it to you. He he. No, but wait. He, just one question. Did he show that he can score from both offense and defense? Yes, he did. But did he do it in the spectacular style of a Charles Woodson grabbing a ball out 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 the air with one hand? Did he did he show that he returned a punt for a touchdown with some flair? I mean, the two point conversion that was flair, but it was just for two points. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Oh man! But the play itself—it was a Jared. I get what you're saying, but you you got you're looking at. Um, now, when Charles Woodson won, we were Atari. Now, look at what we're what we are. We're Sony PlayStation. I mean, uh, Lamar Jackson, um, Watson out of Clemson, and Browning out of Washington. Those guys are, have numbers that are astronomical, and they're doing things and leading their teams all over the all over the country. It's just going to be tough. Uh, but Jabril has picked up some numbers. As I said, he's on the plane on his way to New York. So he anything can happen. He's got four games to to improve upon what he just done. Um yes. I I'm a, I want to just leave you with this question. The Heisman Trophy candidate or the Heisman Trophy itself goes to the most outstanding collegiate player, correct? Yes, from a political standpoint, you are correct, but we both know that the Heisman Trophy goes to the player on the best team the best player on the best team in the country. Do we all agree or do we agree that Jabril is arguably the best collegiate player? Jabril is the best overall player on one of the best teams in the country. Right. He's not and, he's not the most down to he's it. not the most spectacular. He's not going to make he's not going to throw the ball in the air and make it rain down right. on, a, on a, a for a receiver. He's not going to make like four or five guys miss in the backfield and then run for a touchdown. I mean, as I said, Jabril has to do something that's going to capture the media and America's heart. And yes, yesterday he had moments, but those moments are not right now. Jabril is doing dirty work. America doesn't want to see him doing dirty work. They want to see him doing that nice and clean, pristine, and look at him striding in for that touchdown, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, the bottom line is Jabril is, is playing well enough to be considered in that uh, Heisman Trophy conversation. The team is playing well. I think that uh, everybody's going to be happy. Uh, just continue to play 
the way it is, which is going to bring us to our next segment and segue into our next segment, our big blue segment, which will be about playing against friends because our next opponent is Maryland and their new head coach is DJ Durkin, who was, uh, who was a good friend of, of Harbaugh's and was the defense coordinator last year. So when we come back, the game preview of the Maryland Tarpons, when we return from this break here on Go Blue Players with J&J. Fans, subscribe to the Go Blue Players with J&J on iTunes if you haven't already. And if you haven't become a follower on the blogtalkradio.com, become one to win exclusive autograph gifts and tickets to the game. This is Ward Manuel, athletic director at the University of Michigan. You're listening to Go Blue Players with J&J. Welcome back to Go Blue's Players with J&J. We're here in the Big Blue segment each week. We choose a topic that Michigan players experience either as a Wolverine player, student, coach, or alumni. And this week, like I said, I want to talk about playing against your friends. And this coming game is against the Maryland Turpins, and the coach is uh, DJ Durkin. And what is it like to play against your old teammates or old friends? And and first of all, um, he's Durkin's doing a pretty good job with Maryland this year. There, I think they're they they uh, they're five and three, I believe. Um, they're doing so. they're doing a great job. He's he's transformed that whole program around, Jared, and they're doing it based on the running game. I mean, they've thrown the ball a little bit down the field, but if you look at what they really do, they play solid. They play solid defense, which that's his forte. But they've added a, a running game, and it's been great for them. Yeah, well, that's good. So, what type of test do you believe um, this is going to be? Not only the team against team, but um, you know, coach against coach. Yeah, it's going to be coach against coach, but and you know both coaches know each other, and they know they understand one another. DJ is going to play great defense against uh, Harbaugh's offense, but remember, Jim Harbaugh's offense is ever in motion. That means it's always changing, and it's changing because Wilton Spate is getting more and more mature at the position and becoming more and more of a leader. So they'll let him do more things. As I said against Michigan State. You know, take advantage of what the defense gives you, and that's what they did, and I think they'll do more of that this week against Maryland. What type of um, preparation this week? Uh, any special preparation? I mean, I know when we used to play those, uh, you know, like Ohio State and Michigan, um, has Maryland become, a uh, you know, some type of, of red letter, green letter, or uh, type of game, or is it just, you know um, – because a lot of these players, these defensive players, they love Durkin. I mean, they love playing for him. And they did they did lo- love playing for DJ Durkin last year. And DJ did a great job with this defense and brought them back. But remember, they brought in a guy, Dodden Brown, older, but a, a more um, polished type of defensive coordinator. And they love him, too. Uh, I don't know if this a, a, it, what color letter this, this game is, but I can tell you this. This is a trap game. Remember. They used all their emotions, mentally and physically, going up to East Lansing and, you know, as we say, bringing the planet back to its right axis. You know, we're not bending again anymore. Um, We have Paul Bunyan back in the trophy case where he belongs right next to the brown jug. And that being said, 
you know, they they expelled a lot of energy last week. This is a trap game, if you think about it. This is one of those games where, you know, you feel like you did something. Now you, you got little brother off your back. And now you feel good about yourself. You ain't no, you ranked number two in some polls, number three in other polls. And the nation has recognized you. You can't feel good about yourself. So you better expect a hard practice coming from Coach Hardball. But I... I would imagine that there's going to be a, a hard week of practice because Maryland lost to Indiana this weekend, and I don't think that they were expecting that. So they're going to be really looking to, <laughs> you know, um, they're looking to come. Not only is it a big game because of the coaching you know, relationship, but they, they're they still not el- bowl eligible. So they're looking for that sixth game to become bowl eligible and, and losing to Indiana last week. Uh, it could not be. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure they're going to be coming with a chip on their shoulder. They're always looking for taking that next step and being coming bowl eligible. But losing a game like they lost last week against Indiana, um, I think that uh, that's just more motivation for them. I think it, it makes the, the game itself more interesting because there's, uh, uh, they're, they're playing for, you know, they're trying to play for the rest of, uh, you know, the end of the season, playing for that bowl and uh, get some extra uh, time. Extra, <laughs> you know, they always want to extend the, the season. And, and actually, I read something you know, recently. Big Ten this year has a lot of teams that are, are you know, what we have how many teams ranked in the top 11? Um, four? Four teams. Well, I think what you got to remember, Maryland was a, a team – that came in two years ago and beat Michigan and kept them out of a bowl game. So there's confidence there that they can go, travel on the road, come to Ann Arbor and beat Michigan. And an added edge is DJ Durkin. Like you said, he knows Jim Harbaugh. They're good friends. They, I mean, he coached, uh, he coached with them out at Stanford, and he coached here in Ann Arbor. And now he's coming home. Uh, you know, a small part of him is coming home. But again, remember, the Michigan players, especially on the defense, want to show Coach Durkin that they learned and they've, they, they've learned from him and they've moved on from him and that they're more experienced and they're ready to play. Yeah, well, it is, it's a good thing that, uh, that this, this game is coming up the way it is and, and things. We're coming back home and it, this another home game after being away another game in Michigan. So we played, we've played a lot of games <laughs> in Michigan, not, not only in Michigan stadium, but in Michigan. So this will be a, a, a nice game to come back another home game playing against a, a team like Maryland that they have something to play for. They're, they're a, a good team on the rise. We're looking forward to it. So, um, and again, playing against friendly uh, friendly fire, if you will. So we're looking forward it to that. Be. Yeah, yeah, we're looking, we're looking forward to that. And as always, you want to play against your your best games against uh, against friends, um, and loved ones. So that's our big blue segment. Uh, but next week, we uh, following this game is a, a, a big away game. So we're going to talk about that. You've been listening. To Go Blue Players with J&J. I'm Jared Bunch. My co-host is Jamie Morris. We will be back next week with a recap of the game against Maryland. And we will preview our next opponent, the mighty Iowa Hawkeyes, which has always been a tough place to play in that pink 
Locker Room. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or become a follower of the show at blogtalkradio.com slash Players with J&J. Catch us next week. As always, go blue. Go blue. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.